Most people look better with clothing than without. Sometimes with face clothing. Make believe money. Make believe money. Three fine folks discuss fictional finance. Make believe money. Welcome to Make Believe Money. I'm Liz. I'm Damon. I'm Dan. Dan, what are we talking about? The Big Lebowski. Whoa! Because I love this movie, and I wanted to quote it a lot. I actually don't have that much math to talk about. This <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> is just a Dan fan episode. It's a short episode this it week. Might be. It's 15 I do have, minutes long. I do have what he has promised uh, versus what it cost him versus what he has potentially have access to. So I have all like the money from the movie That seems up. like enough. But it's not... Like as deep as some of the other ones we've done, but I mainly certainly not as deep as our last episode. Correct. <laughs> um, but I wanted to quote it, and I wanted to drink this white Russian. Can you hear the surround sound? It's not surround sound because we're recording in mono, but like <laughs> the surround sound ice cubes. Also, headphones. I don't think give you. I guess the surroundingest sound you can get if in both we, ears. Yes, if we were recording in stereo, we would probably get a really good little ASMR experience for our listeners out there because it would sound like you guys are in the left ear and I'm in the right ear, and it would be great. More importantly, let's drink these things. Let's drink this white Russian. That was disgusting. Ooh, I like that. That tastes like. I honestly like... can't imagine how you haven't had this. Yeah. Thing. Honestly, well, I don't drink coffee. It's coffee is such a. I hate. And it's I like, hate coffee. I know you. Do. I love white Russians. But it's I like, know that's crazy. Wait, but how did you make this? Where did the coffee part come in? It's Kahlua. It's just Kahlua. It's liqueur. Yeah. yeah oh well, that's liqueur. fine. I it's think equal it just, parts uh, vodka, coffee liqueur, and milk or cream. Yeah, cream originally, um, but cream I just seems. used milk. Decadent. Yeah, it's very thick <laughs> and rich. Um, I don't. I've never had one of these because it seems like such a weird thing to order at a bar, and I wouldn't make it. For I myself. don't trust bar milk. <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, bar milk. Like, if you have milk, <laughs> the only place, the only bar that I've ever bought it at was this like independent movie theater in Peoria. That like that seems doubly major. Risky. Well, no, it was because like their major event every year was they had a, a, a big Lebowski, Lebowski fest. Oh, there you go. Um. And so they just like they just kept it on the bar menu all year long, but it was mostly because of the Lebowski fest. Um, otherwise, I've only ever made it for myself, and I would honestly, it's a it's a show of trust that I allowed Dan to make this for me right now. Oh, why? Well, like, thank you. I you guess. don't like them usually? No, I like them quite a bit. It's just like, <laughs> like of course I trust Dan because A is my friend, and B like I saw all the materials he made it with, but like <laughs> he wasn't hiding I'm, anything. Yeah. A he's to my friend, clear, and B he's not poisoning me, even though he's my friend. <laughs> I opened that milk here. Good. I literally brought it from the, the store, and yeah, I watched Liz watch me open it. So, so you're he, good. If we're poisoned, it's because someone in the jewel he bought it from <laughs> is Correct. being a no. like Tylenol murder, yeah, murderer. Yeah, if, if you die, it's a supply chain issue, not a damn issue. <laughs> okay. I didn't just take old milk out of my fridge. <laughs> old milk. In the hot weather we have outside, bringing old milk to our apartment makes me what? To gag. I sneezed. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you actually gagged. I didn't gag. That was a sneeze that I held back and my eyeballs almost flew out of my head. <laughs> that would and be the worst end to this day. <laughs> <laughs> you take 
us to the hospital to get her eyes reinstalled. Oh, I'm pretty Sorry, sure Mom. we'll just write you off as dead. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. I, I mean, understand. the shock alone, I think, would probably do you in. <laughs> like, just like seeing my own face from outside my head. You just probably. watch your corpse topple over. <laughs> Absolutely. I wouldn't blame you guys. Just call the cleanup guy to come in and collect on my insurance. Your insurance would probably cover that. That's nobody's fault. I was going to say, and I have life insurance through my uh, employer, so it's not good life insurance, but it's something. It's like a year's salary, a little less than a year's salary. Yeah. You should look. Oftentimes you can pay, like, it's like a two bucks a month to up it. That's what I was thinking about, like, before, like, to get super off topic, but before we go to have kids, I was definitely going to get, like, life insurance. You need independent if you're going to yeah. have kids. Actually, that's... when you buy a house, too, it's not a bad idea. That's because fair. Because you probably want to cover the the mortgage for the other person. That's Because you don't want you to pass and then them to be like, oh, I can't afford the mortgage, so I have to move immediately. Yeah, I'm just super concerned as a woman about all the womanly ways I could die. So <laughs> having life insurance seems like, like a good idea. The vapors? What do you mean? The, I mean, like during childbirth. Oh, well, <laughs> like yeah. live to the ripe old age of diet and childbirth. It's like one big umbrella, but there's a lot of like <laughs> womanly. Those, yeah, a lot of womanly ways that it happens underneath that umbrella. Of My corset's too tight. I don't have a fainting couch nearby. You know all those things. Yes, of course. Dan, what are we talking about Lead today? Makeup. About the Big Lebowski. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's do ratings, because we already talked about how we're doing the Big Lebowski. I've had three specialty drinks so far today. <laughs> so far today, to So be far clear. today. When the mics go off, we keep drinking. We're gonna play Mario Kart. Yes, we are. <laughs> uh, do we want to do plot or ratings first? Uh, let's do plot, because I've only... To give a spoiler on what my rating is, I've only seen it the one time, so I could use a refresher. I can do plot. I was about to say, I talk most of the episodes, so okay. I'll do Damon. <laughs> Dan likes to defer. <clears throat> Are you stretching it out? Yeah. Nice. Uh, so the story follows uh, a gentleman who goes by the name of The Dude, um, whose given name is, what's his first name? Walt. Walt, Walt uh, Lebowski. Oh, I know no. the big Lebowski's name is... Walter Lebowski. Then, then it's the same. They have the same name. They have the same name, yeah. yeah. Um... So Walter Lebowski, who is uh, generally just like a pretty, you know, pretty chill dude who uh, hangs out and uh, goes bowling with his uh, his good buddies. Um, I got that wrong. Because Walt is his friend. His name is the dude. <laughs> uh, no. What's the credit for the other Lebowski? Jeff. Lebowski. It's Jeff Lebowski. Jeff Lebowski. Okay. Yeah, Walt is his friend, the one who always is talking. Walter, no, yeah, you're right. Walt is yeah. his Vietnam friend. Yeah, oh, not everything up. comes back to Vietnam. Uh, yeah, on on IMDb, Walt it's is super not helpful. John Goodman. Oh, yeah. that's fair. Yeah, <clears throat> on IMDb, it's not helpful it because it's the dude, and then the other one is the big, the big Lebowski. <laughs> that's fair. Um, yeah. So there, there are two Lebowskis: the dude and the big Lebowski, who share the same name. Legal name. Legal name. Um, the Big Lebowski is threatened with uh, blackmail, or no, is bribe is with with a ransom. Excuse me, I right. couldn't think of the word ransom. Is um, uh, his son is given a no. ransom for his wife, wife, his like super much younger and more attractive yeah. wife. Yes, his trophy wife. His trophy wife. Um, who has gone missing, and they've been given uh, a tow to indicate that she is in their capture. Um, and the big Lebowski 
so like the Big Lebowski sends the guys to the, the apartment, right? No. So the no. kidnappers mis- mix up like which Lebowski, which they're, Lebowski they're going to. And they go they for go to the, the dude. dude's house. And they pee on his rug. They pee on his rug. Which really tied the whole room, room together, together, man. <laughs> Um, yeah. But then the big Lebowski realizes that the dude is embroiled in all this, contacts him, asks him to do some uh, good old noir gumshoe work in trying to figure out, like, who these kidnappers are, where his wife is, do the how ex- to get the, do the, drop. Do the drop for the money. I thought it was the other way around, because I thought the dude was trying to get money for replacement rug. The dude is, ex- the dude is escorting the big Lebowski for money for the rug. Yeah. He is earning that. The dude wants by... to get paid for his rug <laughs> to do the dirty work for the big Lebowski who wants him to get his wife back. Honestly, when I before I saw this movie, I thought the rug was a much larger part. I want to be very clear because we're going to make this movie sound bad. It's a wonderful movie. It's a good movie. But it's one of those movies where the plot does not matter. No. no. Like, it's a it's... Coen Brothers movie. And if you've right. seen any other Coen Brothers movie, you get the general vibe. It's just like a, it's a fun thing to experience the whole way down, and really at no point do you have to know what's happening or do you really care what's happening. <laughs> this movie is really just broken down into all of, like, each scene is itself is a wonderful thing to watch, and they just, by luck, happen one after another. Yep. Right. Like, <laughs> that's the best way I can put it. It really is, because, like, at some point, you're just like, oh, right, he's with Julianne Moore again. I don't really remember why she's in this movie, but here she is. That's the thing. I. Uh, this is an all-star cast, by the by. Exactly. Also, to, like, uh, totally give away my rating, the one time that I've seen this, like, the... <laughs> I remember sitting there being like, I don't remember why... Why are they hanging out again? And like, in a minute there was a dream ballet, so it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Well, he gets drugged. There it is. But I don't remember that. <coughs> I don't know if we're gonna go that deep in the plot, so I'm not even gonna bother tell you to yeah, tell you I was why going, it's happening. I was going pretty quick, and I yeah, I think this is a wonderful thing to experience just on its own. Yeah, just go watch. The it. plot's unimportant, so just go watch it. You just need to know that the dude is a hippie who gets embroiled in this like back-and-forth legal kidnapping situation. He should not have ever been a part of, and no one should ever rely on him to do any part of it. Yeah. And hilarity ensues, basically. Yes. The yeah. old the old rich man from every other Coen Brothers movie is the old rich man in this movie. Correct. And Jeff Bridges is playing himself. Yep. Yes. Jeff Bridges is his <laughs> Vietnam War you buddy. Yeah. The story of how um, before every shot, Jeff would walk up to the Coens and be like, um, how high is the dude in this scene? And then they would tell him, and he would rub his eyes for the appropriate amount of time like to make him look like <laughs> as high as they anticipated him to be. Actors are insane, and I can say that because I'm one of them. <laughs> um, uh, real quick, Coen Brothers side note, uh, one of my acting teachers in college was in um, The Hudsucker Proxy. So I don't know if you've seen that movie. It's one of the more obscure Coen Brothers movies. But it's there's the first a, one, isn't it? Is not. Oh, it might be. Um, but there's a party scene, and there are two like large ladies sitting on a bench together in giant taffeta gowns, and they're giggling about something together, and it's like about Tim Robbins' character. Um, one of them was my instructor in college, um, and she's great. Uh, but the other one, <laughs> the other one has her voice because in the editing room, Joel and Ethan Cohen were like, you know what would be funny? And they like came up to my acting teacher and they were like, hey, 
do her voice too. And they were like, she was like, why? And you're like, because it'd be funny. And they like left and she did. But she's done both of their voices. If you, they hear, they have like, they have like one line together and it is the same lady voice. And it's amazing. But that's the kind of thing that they do in all of their movies where they just are like, this would be funny. Just do that. And like, it's to their own personal taste. Anyway, that's the Coen Brothers story that I have. This movie though. <laughs> Jeff Bridges. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. Steve Buscemi. Oh, yeah, Steve Buscemi. Tara Reid, which, oh, not that yeah. she's had an illustrious career, but, but I mean, You know is. her name. John Goodman. I mean, like, there's a lot of... The there's guy who plays... Piece. Flea. Yeah. <laughs> that's Flea who I was about to this. say. And then yeah. a whole band, right? The people who are the kidnappers are abandoned to themselves. No, they're not abandoned. Oh, Flea's one of the them only is, one is a musician. I'm sorry, the one of them is, um, what's her name? The lady who's a part of that oh, gang who sends her toe. She the, is like an indie she's darling. She's Amy. Somebody. Pulling up the IMDb. Hold one moment, please. Amy something. Amy Mann. Did I get it right? I'm looking. We have Flea. Oh, I forgot John Turturro's in this. And John Turturro, because he's in every Coen Brothers movie. Uh, we gotta go to full cast if we're gonna find Amy something. It's probably listed as like uh, nihilist girlfriend. Yeah, I something like that. Nihilist, because they're the nihilists. I don't know how to spell nihilist. And I nihilist one two three. Uh, I don't see her. I don't remember there being a female nihilist. There's definitely that's... one because that's whose toe they take. Oh, you're right. That's the only Amy thing. Amy Man. Amy yeah. Man. Nihilist woman, Fran's girlfriend. There See, you, there we are. They're all like. Damn, deep cut. Thank Liz. you. The only reason. I don't know why I know that. She I don't was, know either. She was on this other podcast called Depression is Hilarious, and she's great. Um, but she, uh, <laughs> she, she did this part, and I think a bunch of other musicians did these parts because it was like a fun thing to do with the Coen brothers. Well, the main nihilist is. I forget his name as well. He's uh, that guy who's in everything. He is in um, everything. But I think the third one is also a, a musician. M- musician of some kind. His name is Peter Stormare. Oh, oh, Peter Stormare, you he's will know from Fargo um, as the guy who's like, where's Pancake's house? Yeah, he's yeah. also an Armageddon. You'd know him if you saw him. Yeah. Yeah. But the third one, this I think. This being to our listeners. You he's guys in like literally everything. He is see. a that guy. He's yeah. a classic like, oh, Anytime you guy. need like a Russian or Polish bad guy, you yep. need Peter Stormare. Yeah. Um, the third guy, he reminds me of one of the, the, what are they called? The lone gunman from X-Files. The one that looks this. like Garth. <laughs> oh, the three, the three nerds that they have? Yeah, the three nerds. Yeah. I call them the IT guys, but that's not what they no. are. Point is, you should watch The Big Lebowski. It's so I've good. seen it the one time, and I would watch it again for oh, sure. Oh, I wasn't talking to you specifically. Oh, I was just talking like the to royal you. Yes. <laughs> the people Our that we're talking to in the microphones. Right if you now. haven't listened to it, pour yourself a White Russian, because they're surprisingly delicious. Yeah, they're great, actually. And watch The Big Lebowski. It's a good time was had by all. I would drink this kind of a lot more Have often. we done ratings? No. <laughs> <laughs> this was just the plot. I think we're at minute, like, 45. We, there's no way. No, we're 
We're at minute 20, though. Okay, <laughs> We're let's, at 18 Very quickly. Minutes. Let's uh, speed this up a little bit. Liz, Liz will go first. Liz will give herself a two and a half, because I've seen it the one time, and I have a vague recollection of the plot of the movies, but I've seen most other Coen Brothers movies and the Fargo TV series, if that counts for anything at all. Six, because I've seen it a lot, uh, but there's always more to know about Coen Brothers movies, and like this has more a deep cult lore. following, and I don't know all that, so six. Very fair. Uh, same. Copy-paste everything Dan just said. Copy-paste. Yeah. Also, I think it's good that you guys both said six, because if you were any higher, I think you would be the kind of dude who was like, I live my life in... You mean the dude? Yes. You would be the kind oh. of the dude that lives your life in the shadow of the dude, and that always makes me very uncomfortable. I should maybe go up to a seven, because I am technically a, a dudist priest, just because, like, I want... What? Wanna... <laughs> yeah. You have to tell that to a person before you get married to them, Dan. <laughs> Otherwise, it's entrapment. No. It's entrapment. <laughs> Which I wanted to be ordained. <laughs> I wanted to be ordained to perform weddings, and this was the lowest bar of entry. So really, that one, not like the Universal Life Church or whatever. And it came up first in the Google search. So <laughs> the lowest point of entry. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we should talk about the movie Entrapment at some point because I'd like to talk about what the hell Entrapment is in any movie <laughs> with Sean Connery and it's fair game. <laughs> Deal. I'm torn between making the I did not know that quote from the Big Lebowski. <laughs> Or the, what in God's holy name are you talking about? Quote from the Big Lebowski for the Judas Priest thing. Yeah, just okay. About so there's that either is and, valid. Yeah, that's, I was like people. There. People may want to know. So you there is a legally recognized religious organization which you can around put on your census, and I encourage you to <laughs> around the ideals and uh, life philosophy espoused by the dude over the course of the film, which. Honestly, watching it the one time, I don't know that there's a lot to take away except that, like, relax and get high. Forget it, Liz. You're out of your element here. Oh, there it is. <laughs> you can fill in a lot of plays. And it's about more of, like, what goes unsaid. Um, but you like can become... I'm or- the Donnie in this situation. <laughs> but you can Shut become... Shut the fuck up, Donnie. There You're out of your element. <laughs> yeah. That's good, because I thought that was going to be me. Um, so you have no frame of reference here, Liz. <laughs> so, but... Because it is legally recognized, you can become ordained in the church and then are allowed to perform certain religious ceremonies that have legally binding statuses, such as marriages. Can we talk in a future episode about like how you get to be church status? I don't know what kind of like fictional thing we can do to do that, but like, well, there's all kinds of stuff about yeah churches, like fake churches and yeah. churches that are <laughs> just crawling up out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, probably find something like that. Okay, cool. I think there's a surprisingly low bar of entry. It seems that way. (laughs) Am I wrong? There it is. I just, I know when he's quoting things, (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) These are all the big Lebowski. Basically, as I've gotten more intoxicated, my brain has just basically gone to, you can say a quote. You can say a quote here. (laughs) It's not really relevant in any way, but you can just say it. One of those words involves something else we've said. (laughs) Shut the fuck up, Donnie. (laughs) There it is. So, Dan... Yes. Money. Yes. What he make. So here's what he's promised. Okay. He's promised three things. He's promised $20,000 by the Big Lebowski to be the courier. Okay. Uh, so he's supposed to bring, do the drop, basically, for this ransom kidnapping exchange. Right. Then he's promised $100,000 from Maud, so Julianne Moore. Who is the Big Lebowski's daughter. Right, because the Big Lebowski knows that her dad has been embezzling money from his foundation. Um, and so he's embezzled a million dollars. And she to promised, pay this, this ransom. 
No, no just to just do in crime. General, so again, okay. this to do whole, a crime. The whole thing is actually, it's not thought provoking at all. I was gonna say thought provoking, and then I was like, what the? Well, you know, that's just like <laughs> your opinion, man. There's a whole church. Uh, um, it's just like your opinion, but the man. point is, uh, he. There's a thought that maybe this ransom is set up to cover his embezzling of this money. Okay. So it's like, a, oh, well, he had to take it out to pay this ransom, but they did the ransom after he took it out to be like, hey, that's why I had to take out this money, and she's actually just, like, sitting on a beach somewhere. Mm-hmm. So that's what Maud thinks. So she basically goes, he stole a million dollars. If you can find me it, I will give you 10% of that as a finder's fee. Okay. So $100,000, potentially. It, you know, the plot gets really complicated for a movie as, like, meant for stoners as this is. <laughs> it actually does get... There's, like, four different groups all working toward their own aims and it's actually very like interesting in a way that you don't have to give a shit about do you think the coen brothers were like let's make a movie that stoners will enjoy but will never understand well i think that's the beautiful thing about coen's brothers movies is that they are always about completely independent groups messing things up for one another Yes, like, and they're all trying their best. Like every Coen Brothers movie seems to be about like a group of people doing their best with the limited knowledge and intelligence that they have, yeah. and like incredibly overestimating each other <laughs> and still messing it up. Somehow. It is not like a move counter move. It's a move, move over here, move over here, move over <laughs> here, and they happen to meet in the middle. Gross overcorrection. It it's like yeah. two people who are like heading to opposite sides of a chessboard and then somehow wind up in the middle. Right. Checkmate. You know? This is a ransom. There's fucking rules. There it is. Um, and then he's offered another finder's fee by Treehorn, who is the guy who drugs him when he has his dreamy trip. Which the one pornographer. Is th- the pornographer, correct. Yeah. What? <laughs> we did not do a good job explaining the plot. Wait, explain to Liz who that is. <laughs> okay, uh... Back to the plot because we didn't cover that as the very well at all. The pornographer. Yes. So, <laughs> part of the um, part of the love the stupid movie plot. Of We're also too drunk the to tell anyone about it. <laughs> part of the plot of the abduction is that they believe that Bunny, who had admittedly previously been involved in Bunny's the wife, is the wife. Big Lebowski's trophy wife. Correct. Yes. Bunny, who is Big Lebowski's trophy wife, had previously been involved in um, producing some pornographic films, and they think that she may be... They believe that the person who may be masterminding the whole thing is the financer of... Her pornography Of her pornographic films. You know my favorite part at the end when he goes to the guy's house and the guy, like, takes a, a phone call and makes a... Writes down a message and That's then takes that dick. away. Yeah. <laughs> and then he runs over and, and shades over the yeah. the writing, and it's just a man with an erection. Yes. That's the pornographer, is the guy who, who writes the note. Oh, I literally don't remember why they went there. But he thinks Big Lebowski's involved, and that's why he drugs him to try to like get information out of him, and that's where he has his weird like trip in oh, the bowling alley and everything else. Gotcha. And I just remembered now looking at the IMDb page that Tara Reed is Bunny Lebowski because I thought it was. Missy, what's her face? Missy Pyle, who's like kind of in everything else. Nope, oh, Tara Reed. But Tara Reed. So, she, Bunny, right, is the one who stole money from Treehorn. Somebody stole money from him. Or is it the Nihilist? This plot gets so much more complicated <laughs> this, than you would be led to believe if you're watching like, this. 
Oh man, I don't think we're sixes. <laughs> um, I will watch this movie again tonight. I yeah. was gonna say I definitely on, a one or a two. I have bought it on Amazon. I will watch it again as soon as we're done here. But the point is, <laughs> he is offered to get back five hundred thousand dollars for Treehorn. He's offered a ten percent finder fee there as well. Okay. Okay. So the point is, he's offered one hundred and seventy thousand dollars total. Twenty is a courier. Hundred thousand from Maud to get the million back, and right. fifty thousand from Treehorn to get the the pornographer. Uh, the yeah, the pornographer to get his five hundred thousand back. So, is it possible for him to get all three things? Yes, because I think everybody stole different money from everybody else. So, if he just gets Bunny back, mostly he covers everything. No, no, because Bunny Shaking isn't heads, actually missing. Liz doesn't remember yeah. what spots because Bunny is not missing at all. No, Bunny's like part of the her own ransom thing, right? No, Bunny is just gone. Oh, like, Bunny went like to Bermuda or something yeah, by herself. Yeah, she's just on a trip. Like yes. she's not actually taken anyway. Why are these ransomers pretending that they have her? Because they're to nihilists. get money. Because they're, they're nihilists, nihilists and nothing matters. <laughs> this movie. <laughs> I'm, I guys, I'm drinking my like fifth drink of the night. So then, what it costs him? Two rugs. <laughs> the first one is real shitty. Yes. But it tied the room it together. It tied the room together. It was beautiful. The second one, though, he steals... From the Big Lebowski. From the Big house? Lebowski, and it's... Nice. Seemingly a fairly nice oriental rug. Maybe a legitimate oriental rug. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I didn't price it out, but it is... Rugs are expensive. Rugs are... Uh, rugs are very expensive. Actually, rugs are one of those things that you can spend any amount of money you want to spend on a rug. But you get exactly the quality that you pay for. 100%. But I'm just saying, like, you can spend $5 on a rug or you can spend $5,000 on a rug. Yes. Like, there, there is no limit on the amount of money you can spend on a rug. And a very bad date once for a date was like, do you want to come up and see the rug that I just bought? And I was like, I know what that means. And no. <laughs> yeah, that would be a hard no for me, too. It was a... Would you like to see my etchings? <laughs> Yes. My room he smells of rich mahogany. He literally was that guy, guys. I accidentally butt dialed him once after oh. we went on the first date together, and I did no no intention of going on a second date with him. Uh. And he called me back or like texted me and was like, oh, "I'm so sorry, I'm in Aruba and I couldn't answer your phone call." And I was like, "Oh, I see exactly who you are. I'm really glad I didn't go up to see your rug." <laughs> anyway, so two rugs. <laughs> Remind me how the second rug gets destroyed. I believe it also gets peed on. It gets lit on fire, doesn't it? I was going to say it gets lit on fire, but I don't have a solid knowledge of how that happens. Uh, I'm very drunk. Same. I'm trying to remember how We've that painted ourselves into destroyed. a corner. I was going to say, uh, I don't know if listeners know this, but the past two weeks have happened in this same night, and we've <laughs> had signature drinks, quote-unquote, for all three of them, and this, I'm on my, uh, this is the third round of uh, many a drink. Well, and a I drank that cognac straight, gone. I was yeah. going to say. Ooh, and the meat's entirely gone. Things and have the... gone interestingly. <laughs> uh, I'm not mad about it, but this does make for a very loose podcast, which I think is appropriate for the Big Lebowski. Hey, man. That's it's just more like about the opinion. feeling it elicits from you. <laughs> yes. Which I think, like, I had a good feeling watching that movie, and I was like, this is fun, but I don't really get what happened, and I think I'd need to watch it 12 more times. I really want to say they got us working in shifts, but I can't think of a way to tie it in. So I'm just going to keep going. Okay. Ooh, you just did. <laughs> you did. I know. That's what I tried to do. Uh, so then he gets serious damage to his 1973 Ford Torino. 
Um, this is when he threatens a child. I'm not even going to get into that. He threatens a child? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember a child in this movie. It's he finds a child's car homework gets... in his previously oh, stolen car. He goes to the house that the child... Yeah, and then he destroys the child's car because he thinks he bought a it's nice car. It's not the car. child's car. It's the child's like, dad's car. It's the car. neighbor's well, the neighbor's, car. neighbor's car, but he thinks it's the child because he thinks the kid found the, the child's like, a, ton a of teenager, money. not a child child, right? He's like 15, yeah, yeah. maybe. Oh, I remember that part. So anyway... I looked at the cost of a Ford Torino. How much a Ford Torino cost? Somewhere between eight grand to twenty-two grand. That's expensive slash not expensive. That's what I found. <laughs> uh, so this uh, one has some miles on it, so let's call it eight. Let's grand. call it eight. <laughs> yeah, I think it's closer to eight grand, but it's absolutely totaled. Um, mm-hmm. After that, well, I guess it probably runs. Actually, in fact, they Wait, drive it away. The guy so. like comes out and beats it up with a bat. With like a a, a crowbar, I think. Yes. Okay. I remember that. After, yeah, because I think it's Walt who has a bat, and the guy comes out with a crowbar, because they each beat up the other one's car. Right. <laughs> what a funny, like, absurdly funny thing to see. <laughs> the favorite, the, the best part of it is just, the kid is just impassively watching from He's the just window. like, he does not care. Yeah, it's not his car. Yeah, he couldn't give any shits. Like, what a weird thing happened to me today, I guess. <laughs> and then the last thing it cost him is a coffee tin. A coffee uh, tin? To hold Donnie's ashes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Donnie dies in a fight Donnie with the Nihilist. I forgot about that. <laughs> he gets stabbed in the stomach, right? He just has a heart attack. <laughs> oh, he has a heart attack. <laughs> Donnie is the, the one that they tell to shut up all the time. Yeah. He, like, never speaks. Yeah, he barely... It's, uh, yeah, it's Steve Buscemi's character. It's Steve Buscemi? Yeah, it's him yeah. and Walt have a thing. Who? Okay. Okay. So him and John Goodman's character have a thing where every time he tries to talk, well, John Goodman just shuts up. him down. Yeah. I love John Goodman so much. Just forever. He's a national treasure. <laughs> That's all I have to say about John Goodman. I will watch literally anything he's in. So he's promised 170 on which he collects nothing. It costs him two rugs and eight grand of a Ford Torino and a coffee tin. <laughs> and a coffee tin. However... Go on. He might come out okay. What? Because he has some potential income here. One, he could probably win a police brutality lawsuit. (laughs) 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 But what about his jerk-off face, man? (laughs) He gets arrested. For Man, nothing. This podcast is only good to people who know the Big Lebowski. Oh, shit. Right go now. watch the Big Lebowski. <laughs> to, I, I'm the Big seeing Lebowski. the analytics develop in front of my very eyes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's zero, zero, and zero across the board. <laughs> he gets the shit kicked out of him for nothing in a police officer's, like, office, office basically. Yeah. yeah, so he's got a decent chance at a police brutality lawsuit. I legitimately don't remember that part of the movie. <laughs> well, here we are. <laughs> I remember most things with Julianne Moore. That's helpful. She's dressed well, like then, a Valkyrie at one point. Yes. Yeah. Is that the Dream Ballet? That's the Dream Ballet. Dream okay. ballet. Yeah. But then good news. That's the other but part. Because you, can... you don't remember this, I have to tell you that I hate your jerk-off name. <laughs> I hate your jerk-off face. <laughs> and I hate you, jerk-off. <laughs> but that's actually the other way he can potentially make money out of this. He could probably make child support. He's got a kid? At the very end, <laughs> I don't remember this stupid 
<laughs> he and Julianne Moore sleep together because oh, right. she, she wants, wants to a have baby, a child. Yeah. And she doesn't want him to be involved at all. She's like, it's chill. I'm rich. Go away. Right. You seem good. And yeah. you get from, what is his name? The guy who's in Parks and Rec as the other Ron is randomly the narrator, and then you see him for like the last scene. Which oh, Sam Elliott. Yeah. Oh. oh. With his great he's voice. He's in Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah he's, the, uh, he's the hipster He's one of the Ron. old... He's when... Um, he's an Eagleton... Um, no, 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 no. Yeah, when they merge cities. No, no, no. It's um, He is one of the old uh, directors when... Um, oh, when she gets them all together. When she gets them to all together them. for the... And it's just a bunch of white dudes hanging out? I'm going to argue with you. I think he's Eagleton's director when they merge the cities. Liz will mm. check. I'll check. Liz I'll is checking. checking. The point is, he sleeps with Maud, and we know she's pregnant because the narrator knows... Um, while he's drinking that good sarsaparilla. And so there's a chance that if he took care of the kid part-time, if he forced his way into it, um, because she doesn't want his help, but technically he would have some amount of rights to visit that kid. And if that's the case, he'd probably get child support. I'm going to mention right now that Sam Elliott's most recent credit is The Men Who Killed Hitler and then Bigfoot. Well, here we are. Um, That's the whole name of the show. (laughs) But if he lived frugally while he had the kid in his custody and Maud paid child support, he could probably make some money off of that. I'm going to pause while you actually find this out. Now I want to know. uh, His character's name is Ron Dunn. Does he have multiple credits on the character? Yes. To see if there's like a. You can't click on the character. Because sometimes they descript. They get like quotes and stuff. Ron Dunn, Parks, and Rick. Following the merger of Pawnee and Eagleton, okay. Ron Swanson retains his role, leaving Ron Dunn out of a job. Okay. Yeah. Ron Dunn is the Eagleton, Ron Swanson. Who are the other directors then? It's a bunch of random If we're taking dudes. a break, I want to understand. The whole... I'm, not, I'm not stopping I recording. Yeah, right. I'm sure you know. We'll move on, then we'll look afterwards. I'll tell you later. But it's a bunch of white dudes, I'll tell you that for sure, because Leslie's the only lady. Yeah. So, the and point it's Indiana. Is, and it's he, Indiana. He gets promised 170. He loses 8000 and change in two rugs, although one of them he gets for free because he steals it out of Big Lebowski's house. But he's a decent chance at some income between a police brutality lawsuit and Maud's child support. That's what I have for the Big Lebowski, but there are some financial lessons Wait, here. you think he'd get money from Maud for child support? Yeah, because she's the rich one, so he, if, she, if he wants to be out of the picture, he can be out of the picture. Right. But he probably has rights to, like, visitation. If he wants, like, visitation right, and stuff, he would get child support from her. Probably. It's generally okay. based on income. So if he was like, hey, I want to be involved in my child's life, then she would probably need to pay him child support. And if he lived pretty frugally with the kid, he might be able to actually, like, cash in on some of that. I cannot imagine him ever being like, oh, oh, right, I have a kid. <laughs> oh, I mean, he definitely wouldn't. I'm just he saying. He won't. He There's won't. an option yeah. here. But you could. Yeah. <laughs> That being said, some real financial lesson, lessons. I mean, fake advice, but, but advice. <laughs> One, have life insurance. Life insurance is the thing that pays for you to not be put in a coffee can after you die. Because <laughs> I believe that urn that they wanted to put him in was like $280, and they can't afford it. Oh, yeah. Aww. So life insurance pays money after you die for things like paying off your mortgage, supporting your children, a lot of other things. It's worth it if you're in a situation where you think you might be killed by Nihilus. <laughs> if you think you're going to be killed by Nihilus. 
costs or otherwise <laughs> or have other life reasons. insurance. Part two, <laughs> renter's insurance. Always a good choice. <laughs> I will say that as a person who's been broken into once, everyone should always have renter's insurance. Did they pee on our rug? They didn't pee on our rug, but they stole my fucking laptop, and I hope they have herpes now. <laughs> From my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Instead of going to be a courier for someone whose wife maybe, maybe didn't get ransomed, <laughs> if you had life, or if you had renter's insurance, you could have just called them up and rug. got another rug that totally tied the room together, man. Absolutely. And if you're not like Liz and your insurance claim didn't outweigh the cost that you paid every year in your premiums, you'd probably still have renter's insurance at the end of it. Wait, what? So I paid uh, like $200 a year. What? In life insurance, in renter's insurance, I'm sorry. And they were, I got my apartment broken into and they stole my laptop and some jewelry and a laptop case, which, because they're shitty people, it was like one of the last things my grandmother ever gave to me before she passed away. So it was like super, like, uh, drive the nail into my heart. Ugh. And a, a necklace that my uh, cousin gave to me when she got married. You know, important things to me. Yeah. Probably stolen by some high school kid who lives in the high school across the street not lives, but went to the high school across the street. Um, after they like settled my claim and paid for everything that I claimed for, they were like, we can no longer keep you on our insurance because you're too much of a liability. Uh, and they dropped me. So like, you know. But you got more back than you paid in life I did. Insurance. I got more oh, back than I paid I thought you were insurance. implying that you paid more for premiums. I'm like, life oh, no, insurance. No, no, no. In, Render insurance would be somewhere between like 10 to $15 a month. And... Yes. I once did the math. If it pays out in full, which is often like 30 and 100, 30 for property and 100 for liability, pays for itself for like 170 years. It now, is not, absolutely... You didn't, you didn't get 30 back, but... No, but it's absolutely and entirely worth it to pay for renter's insurance, even if you don't think you'll ever need it. But like, speaking as a person who had uh, you're gonna need it. you're going to need it. Especially if you live in a city where like crime is a thing. They will, I don't know. They will drop you immediately, though. They will, and then you'll go to a different company that will yep. charge you an arm and a leg because you've got a history of crime in your apartment. <laughs> yeah, it kind of sucks, but that is the way it... They all talk to each other. Yep, it is the way sucks. it is, and you have to claim a claim when you... You have to, like, tell them you that had a said, claim have you in the past. since then? Yes, and we're in a better bracket because Damon's the one whose name is primarily on the renter's insurance now. A, that's a good idea, but B, also, like, the claims fall off after a certain amount of time. Yeah, yeah so. it's been more than five years, <laughs> right, so, so it's, like, it's fine. But it was for a couple of years well, anyway, a I big think it pain was still, in the ass. I think it would still ding, like, on the property... Like, even if yes. it hadn't happened to you, like, the property might still have had it listed as... It was... It's a five-year limit. Happened. So, we're good now, but it of was course, for a yeah. while, like, a trouble. Well, and it was just... It was so... It's such a... Like, if you're thinking ever about stealing something from someone else, fucking don't. Because, like, it's not a victimless crime like you think it might be. Like, you're, like, taking things from someone who, like, can't replace those things. But then also, like... Uh, it ruins their insurance for a while because their insurance is like, oh, you had a claim? Well, now your insurance is more expensive. Also, if you're thinking about losing your engagement ring, don't. <laughs> uh, when we went to get our homeowner's insurance, we had to get from a different company than our insurance company that Megan lost the ring on because that claim boosted up our cost. But like, I'm glad that I'm not good. alone in losing my engagement oh, I wasn't, ring. That wasn't even directed at you. That was directed at uh, my wife. Oh, uh, my wife. I know that like it wasn't directed at me, but like I definitely did lose my insurance, my uh, engagement ring, and we didn't have insurance on it because it was uh, uh, a dinged ring. and I was, was say, vintage. It's 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 actually worse for you guys because ours 
like I designed that one, but the nice thing was because it was, we just like had it recast. That's right? nice yeah. that you designed it. That's real sweet. Well, that's the thing is we've got the. But like one of a kind is one of a kind. Hers right. was one of a kind, but in a way that you can duplicate. Exactly. Yeah. Well, sense. we've got a design someplace, but like we don't have the insurance money to like re get it made. So we have to wait until we have the money, and it's right. low on the priority list because like wedding, you know, wedding and buying a house one day. I right. don't know. Those things are more important to me. <laughs> All right, last piece. Puts everything in perspective. Puts everything in perspective. What's the last piece, Dan? Last Tell piece. Me. If you're super wealthy, there's insurance against kidnapping. I don't know why he doesn't have this. That's crazy. Well, probably because he's embezzling. Well, fair. But <laughs> if you're already committing yes, a crime. The very wealthy slash their dependents generally have insurance against kidnapping. So That's if they get crazy. kidnapped and say, hey, pay us a million dollars, it will kill your kid. Insurance just pays the million dollars. So it's like extra shitty that John Paul Getty didn't give any money for his grandson. Do you think that happened back then? Because like yeah, that is when, a shitty situation. I don't know when that got. Uh, that was in the seventies. But uh, so I would maybe it happened there longer than that. I wonder I if know. that's like a kind of thing that happened after him because his grandson got killed, right? No, the Lindbergh baby got, he got killed. Faux show. Faux. He got messed show. up. I think they maimed him. I think they like cut a finger off or something. But I think he got back eventually because he was part of it, wasn't he? No, it's messy. There's a TV series. We should watch it. We should watch it. Which one should we watch? The movie where Kevin Spacey was supposed to be cast and then Christopher Plummer stepped in, who was actually probably a better choice in the beginning? Or the TV series, which seems like maybe a cooler cast? I don't know. Thank you for joining us on Make Believe Money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. Um, ransom is a messy thing, huh? Because it sort of implies, like, if you're being ransomed... And you are yourself not, like, entirely spotless. You might try to handle it yourself. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. One of the things I actually like about this movie is they ask for uh, random, unsequenced spills, which we talked about in... For money laundering. Which one did we talk about? We talked about that for... um, Oh, Blank uh, Check, I think. No, we talked about that for uh, Shawshank Redemption. Maybe. With About money laundering. But just about how, like, you don't... When you rob a bank or when you get a ransom, like, you... They'll give you sequence bills and then they can identify them. So yeah. they're specifically asking you for unsequenced, unmarked bills. bills. Which is a good call. If you're going Better to ransom. Than diamonds. Right. If, you, if you're going to kidnap anybody, ask for cash, one, but ask for it for to be unsequenced and unmarked. Can two. we talk about how the total arc of our podcast has basically just been pe- teaching people to do crime? I was going to say, we could like been alternately subtitle. Arc. I think the total arc of our podcast The 10,000 foot view that The world is a monster, is how to do crime. How to do crime and like get insurance companies to pay you for murder and no, shit. No, I'm pretty sure the arc of our podcast is compound interest is your friend. That's true. Like, Honestly, I hope so because I, think I don't mo- think it is. It's mostly been about like people people should have a retirement account and life insurance and kidnapping insurance if you're very wealthy and uh, flood insurance flood if you insurance live in if areas you live that qualify. Yes. Here's the deal. There's a very guaranteed way to get rich slowly. Just don't try to get rich quick. There you go. Do the slow route. Yeah. Take 30 years. You'll be in a great situation. Because if you try to get rich quick, 1%, you might make it. 99%, you, you have definitely to will not. You'll have yeah. to murder someone. So just you know, invest contis- consistently through your whole life and let compound interest get you there. Just live your life calmly and doing the things that you want to do. And if you want to kidnap someone, reevaluate your choices. Why do you want to do that? That seems like a lot of risk. Compound interest. That and a pair of testicles. Yes. Honestly, if you're a man... 
this all of this gets like real easier. That's a big Lebowski quote. Oh, is it? Yeah. But like for real though. <laughs> be a man, be white, be already wealthy, you're set. Be as swift as a coursing river. Yes. <laughs> Can we shut this shit down? <laughs> Thank you for listening. To Are we going to talk money. about Mulan at some point? Thank you for You've listening been. to Make Believe Money. I've, I've been Liz. I've been Damon. I've been Dan. <laughs> Thanks as always to our composer, Charles E. Miller, for her music that really ties the podcast together. Uh, it's if the only you, reason anyone listens. <laughs> the only reason anyone listens. Uh, rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. Email us with your thoughts and feelings, especially because we're so, so drunk and out of our depth <laughs> in this episode at makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com to let us know what else you'd like to, us to get drunk about or just talk about in general. Um, and... As always, you know, check in with us next week and make believe money. I we feel like promise I it won't saying, be like this. I keep saying as always as though that's a thing we always say, but that's my other podcast. So check out my other podcasts, I guess. I'm around. Bye. The dude abides. I don't think we're recording a promo this week. <laughs> <laughs>